You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here in Keep Canada Weird, my good pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore some of the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which was recorded on the evening of November 13th, 2022, Aaron and I ignore the many weird and wonderful things that have happened in Canada over the last week. Instead, we look in horror at a collection of weird stories that had played out in Tim Horton's restaurants. So what comes next is a discussion that will most certainly keep Tim Horton's shareholders up at night and leave Justin Bieber seeking a new licensing agreement. So let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport. This is a big night. I usually for recording sessions, I'm drinking pop mm-hmm. tonight. Since I know we got to be on, and this arguably is for all the marbles, mm-hmm. I made a pot of coffee. You did, um, and it's you know it's an appropriate drink to have for the type of episode that we're going to be presenting this evening. Mm-hmm. This is the exactly the episode that many listeners have asked us not to make. People, uh, mm-hmm. well, I, I think some people are a little annoyed that we use so much of our energy and direct so much of the show's attention on taking down Tim Hortons. But at the same time, we've also heard from people who said, if you're going to talk about Tim Hortons, at least put it all in one section of the so episode. So they can an- ignore it completely. So they can skip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you don't like hearing us complain about Tim Hortons or highlighting stories that take place in Tim Hortons, you, you want to just spam the skip button because this episode, we're going at them. Yeah, we're coming at them hard. Uh, it's going to be messy. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be aggressive. It's uh, going to be one-sided because I'll tell you, I've been doing yeah. some research this week and I got a good case for... Um, I don't, I'm going to make a case for both shutting down Tim Hortons, mm-hmm. but also for maybe the government taking over Tim Hortons and using it as a venue for maybe some kind of social services, because it seems like that's important. Yeah, yeah. And I've got something to add on to this, too, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, a listener of last week's show had mentioned to me about an issue that they had with Tim Hortons. And it's not on the schedule, but I would like to bring it up if you don't mind. Like right off the top? you want to Right off in? the top here, yeah. Because um, I want this one to marinate with the listeners. Um, and this might be a little homework for the listeners too, but um, someone who listened to last week's show mentioned to me that a gripe that they had with Tim Hortons is that the last time they went there to get a Sesame Seed bagel, they were told that they no longer sell them anymore. What? Yeah, I thought that was quite unusual too. Hmm. So I was doing a little bit of digging, you know, and by a little bit, I mean a, a very little bit. But I did do, <laughs> I did do some digging. So okay. I was on the internet, they call it. Mm-hmm. I use it as a research tool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I did see, I didn't see any official like declarations from Tim Hortons Mm -hmm. or anything really overly official saying that the Sesame Seed bagel was no longer continued. However, I did see a few forums, you know, like uh, some Reddit forums that were talking about some questions were brought up about, you know, where did the Sesame Seed bagel go? 
And then I found someone who made a tweet on, they call it Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a social media platform. Mm -hmm. And so they made a tweet about what happened to the Sesame Sea bagel? Where to go? Did they discontinue it? And Tim Hortons, the head of the snake itself, responded to this tweet with an answer. And it is. And they were referencing two different bagels, but we'll focus on the sesame seed bagel for now. Tim Horton's official response was, these two bagels are optional products. Please inquire with the restaurant manager for availability. Passing the buck is what that sounds like to Passing me. Passing the buck. And it's like, where's the consistency at? Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're leaving certain items as optional with managers where they can decide if they want to carry the optional products or not. Come on. And, and, and I think uh, the idea of making a sesame seed bagel an optional product, I would call it a flagship product. I think the managers are better served worrying about schedules and get and, and differentiating between mm -hmm. tea and coffee in the drive through window. I think uh, Tim's corporate needs to hand down a firm message that, yes, sesame seed bagels are available from coast to coast, mm -hmm. open to close. Yeah. Why would they leave some items up to the discretion of, of managers? What if the manager is in a bad mood that day and yeah, and yeah. gets rid of a certain item? Like, what if the manager's ex-wife loved sesame seed bagels? Mm -hmm. Or what if the manager's, say, ex-husband left the manager for a sesame seed bagel chef? And so these... It These just personal it opens, issues will yeah. then go into the menu selection of just that particular Tim Hortons in that particular area. Mm -hmm. It opens the door for bias, and mm -hmm. ultimately it falls on the backs of the consumer, just like every misstep Tim Hortons has made along the way. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I'm glad you opened with that because it does highlight some of the issues with Tim's, but we have so many more issues. And I yeah, think maybe yeah. by the end of this episode, people may say, I see why they don't have time to figure out the situation with the sesame seed bagels. They got a bunch of stuff going on in there. Yeah, there were more about just domestic disputes here and just, just <laughs> more of an arena for people to yell at each other uh, than we are about selling our flagship items. Well... Let's get into it. Let me first tell you the genesis of this idea, uh, of this episode, how this all came to be. So I, I've done an episode at nighttime before. I think it was actually like the 14th or 15th episode. It was called Weird Tim Hortons, and it was a collection of stories that took place in Tim Hortons, all in Nova Scotia, those stories in, particularly, in particular. I did in that episode the story on uh, the appearance of uh, Jesus Christ at the Tim Hortons in Cape Breton. I did the story of a woman who was arrested for selling uh, marijuana back when it was illegal in boxes of Timbits uh, through the drive-thru window. If you asked for a, the non-existent 15-pack of Timbits, that was code for, you know, a gram of weed. Uh, and then I did the story of the guy who was uh, ended up in a high-speed police chase on horseback after a dispute with the Tim Hortons owners about using his horse in the drive-thru. Anyway, so I had done that episode a long time ago. I often thought, like, I should do another episode like that at some point. I think what made it happen is this episode, or this uh, voicemail I got last week. Let me play the voicemail that a listener sent in. Hi, Jordan. I don't know if you guys seen about the new Tim Horton story in Ontario, where a woman was not allowed to buy a coffee for a homeless man through the drive-thru. You might want to... Google it. 
and check it out. It's pretty disgusting. Voicemail is pretty simple. When I heard that, I, uh, I did a bit of Googling and I ended mm-hmm. up stumbling upon the Google search Tim Hortons followed by the word incident. If you Google Tim Hortons and the word incident, it opens up um, a plethora of bizarre stories. Mm-hmm. First, let me just tell you about this one. Because uh, I thought like, huh, this whole story with the um, the drive through not selling, allowing them to buy the coffee for the homeless man. I wanted to figure out that story first of all, before I went down the rabbit hole of incidents in Tim Hortons. And in the voicemail that she sent me, she says, in Ontario that this happened. I couldn't confirm that. I found a lot of people covering this viral video of a woman arguing with a Tim Hortons um, drive through window uh, worker, I guess. But uh, I couldn't find the location. But mm-hmm. here's the incident that she's talking about. I'll play the audio of it. And imagine the, the way this works is someone's going through the drive through uh, to place an order at Tim Hortons and they have their phone running. I'm only going to play a minute of this because I find it so incredibly awkward. I have a hard time watching it. You listen and tell me what you think. All right. Hi, can I get an extra large triple triple? Uh, friend, you want a coffee? They, he, he did not ask me for anything. He's my friend. And I've called corporate on Sunday and they actually informed me that I can buy a homeless man a coffee. So I'm recording you. I suggest you give me the two extra large triple triples. You're not serving him. I'm in a vehicle and I'm paying for two coffees. You're not serving him. I know him personally and you can't tell me that I can't buy my friend a coffee. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't like that video. I, I, my thoughts about it is she obviously is going there uh, to get into the argument. Like mm-hmm. she's filming, knowing what's going to happen. So, what probably happened is she maybe had an incident a day or two prior, and she's going back now to capture it on film. But she, like, as soon as the worker creates, uh, says like you can't buy that person a coffee, she's just like guns a blazing, oh, and she's she's ready. She's ready to rock. But I mm-hmm. think. Um, I, I, I watched that video and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do an episode about that, but I'm going to go back to my Google search that included Tim Horton's incident. And I started going through the other stories. But I think this one, to start with this, is uh, is smart because it highlights this problem with Tim Horton's where, where they're so synonymous across Canada. They're everywhere. A lot of places they're open really early and stay open really late. They have a large lobby that allow people to come in and sit down for hours on end. People have talked about Tim Hortons almost to be the modern town modern um, town square right across the country for you know people to sit in and have meetings and debate. Um, but in that same vein, Tim Hortons I think has found itself being a place that needs to like almost offer social services because that's again homeless are hanging around outside begging for money people are sleeping in there and whatnot and this story shows tim hortons being like we do not want to deal with you know homeless people we don't even want our customers buying them coffee when they're sitting around outside mm-hmm. so this is how it's going to start but we're not going to focus just on that i have a bunch of stories 
We got the story of a goat, the story of a snake. We got the story of some bugs. We have uh, a poop story, naturally. Oh, well, let's keep Canada weird. It's got poops got to be mentioned somewhere. And then we just got a whole bunch of complaining here. We're, how do you think we start with this? <laughs> I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it matters where we start. I think they're all equally, you know, just ripping on Tim Hortons for an hour here. So let's uh, let's do it. You pick out of a hat. My hat picks the the multi-part series on goats. The story Let's do it. <laughs> so this one is again when I searched Tim Horton's incident. This was one of the early ones to come up in it. This is a, a story that takes place in Saskatchewan in 2018. It does involve someone showing up uninvited at a Tim Horton's, but it's not a person. I'll play the first news clip, then we'll talk it out. Well, staff at the Tim Hortons in Martinsville were dealing with a rather unruly kid this past weekend. No skateboarding, no biking, and absolutely no goats. This little guy refused to leave the coffee stop, so RCMP had to step in. The Mounties tried to escort him outside, but he kept returning through the automatic doors. They figure the goat was a little chilly. He eventually got a ride in the back of a police car, but he wasn't too happy about it. RCMP knocked on every farm door north of Martinsville and called animal control, but had no luck in finding the owner. The goat spent the rest of his night at an animal hospital, but is now back home safe. A goat wanders into a Tim Hortons. The staff shoo the goat out of there, but because it has the automatic doors, the goat can just walk right back in. And what do you do with a yeah. goat? It's not like a, like a stray cat where you like, scream at it or something and it takes off and it's scared and it's never come back well, to even shoo a goat away or to like physically remove a goat from an area like a goat can put up enough fight that you can have a hard time doing that like a cat yeah you can get a broom and shoo it away or or even a dog you can kind of distract it enough to get it out and just take off yeah and but a goat it's like for one it can put up a bit of a fight it can like don't they headbutt or something yeah they're pretty you know they can take care of themselves you know they have to and they and they often do but they're also is, is a goat not like a, a very uh dumb animal like a cat is smart enough to be like i'm out of here and a dog is probably smart enough to be like i'm scared i'm out of here but a goat would just be like that door opens i'll walk in well wouldn't you I don't see that as a sign of low intelligence. I see that as a, hey, it's cold out here. When I go through that door, it's warm mm-hmm. and I can smell some food. Yeah, Why wouldn't true. I spend time? That doesn't make them dumb. And it was, a, it was a chilly night when this happened. So initially when they find the animal, they uh, when this is happening, they believe it to be, um, it's just trying to get out of the cold. But it's obviously, it's not a wild goat. It's This goat belongs to someone. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where the plot thickens with this story 
Well, an update to the story we aired yesterday about a goat found early Sunday morning inside the entrance of the Martinsville Tim Hortons. The goat had wandered into the business through automatic doors. Warm and RCMP were called in to remove the goat and it was taken away in the back of a police car. It's now been determined that that goat is owned by Lakeland College in Vermilion, Alberta. It had been rented by the University of Saskatchewan rodeo team for a weekend rodeo event near Martinsville. A spokesperson for the U of S rodeo team says the goat had been stolen but doesn't know how it ended up at the Martinsville Tim Hortons. So the goat it turns out is owned by some group that rented it out to a rodeo. Yeah I mean there are only a handful of probably suspects in town that would probably you'd go to be like who probably owns this goat you know there's two farms there was a rodeo recently mm -hmm. but know, even probably a small list i don't know i would think in like rural saskatchewan there'd be tons of people that would own goats and i think police even went canvassing like down streets like you know anyone who looked like they may have a goat like excuse me sir are you missing one of your <laughs> yeah. but the, and but they find the owner of this goat um they have no idea, though, how it ended up at this Tim Hortons in the middle of nowhere. I'm immediately suspecting foul play. Foul play meaning uh, not like a violent attack on the goat, but I think someone was involved in bringing it there. Could this be a prank? They were put away for the night, and there was a rodeo cabaret that night. And uh, in the morning, we were informed that the goat, one of the goats, one of the three goats that was there, was missing. I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden he was uh, in Tim Hortons, uh, all cuddled up beside the heater and the automatic door, and welcoming people to get their coffee, I guess. That Tim Hortons is in Martinsville, 20 kilometers north of the rodeo grounds in Saskatoon. He's little. I don't think he could have walked all the way to Martinsville into Tim Hortons on his own. But you never know. Goliath refused to answer any questions. Some say he was kidnapped, part of a cliche college prank. But Brown has his own suspicions. When you're around college instructors a lot, I guess you'd probably get a, a taste for Tim Hortons coffee. So that could have been part of it. In the end, the rodeo team was just happy to get their goat. I don't see it being a prank. If it was a prank, it would have had some kind of a message to it. Like maybe, you know... If that Tim Hortons was being suspected of serving goat meat, um, oh, or like a statement, almost like yeah, the, like a hey, you know, hey, nice. stop, stop with the goat meat, man. Here's a goat. <laughs> what a but yeah, what a I don't know message. Maybe if 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 one of the nicknames of the employees is goat, and somebody was playing a prank on goat themselves, the person whose nickname is goat. And they're like, and we'll put a goat in there, and then goat will see it. <laughs> wow. I don't, you don't have any idea. None of, of these theories. <laughs> they're not sticking to me, no. No, none of these are working for you. Eh? No. Um, okay, well, um, I'm out of ideas then. Sorry. They seem like the, the speculation seems to be that someone just took it from this rodeo as a stupid prank and just. Had probably had the goat in their truck or their car or something, and maybe eventually um, we're just like we got to get rid of this goat, and they dropped it off at a Tim Hortons. That yeah, seems to well, be like it's, whenever it's, you're looking to get rid of your refuse or your whatever issues you have in life, yeah, you throw it at Tim Hortons apparently. Um, but 
It uh, you you say this needs to have a message, as you will see. I don't say we... it needs to. If it was a prank, it would need to have some kind of a connection, some kind of a message. So I don't think it's a prank. That's okay. that's why. Well, let me use that as the segue to the next story, which appears to be a prank, but has absolutely no message. And if it does have a message or meaning, the only message or meaning is that humanity uh, has a lot of problems it needs to sort out. Do you know the story about the, I think we, we, we will call it the snake incident at the Tim Hortons? I'm aware. You, yeah. Okay, you're aware of it because of the episode notes that I sent you, but mm -hmm. did you know of this story before this? No. Okay, this takes place at a Tim's in Saskatoon. So we're again, we're in Saskatchewan, same place the goat turns up, except several years prior. This is in 2014. Um, I'll play you the news clip, but I think the news clip gets gets it wrong. The news clip, I think they're leaning on the comedic value of, you know, this crazy thing happened to Tim Hortons. Mm -hmm. But I got to the bottom of what actually happened, and it's way worse than the way the way uh the news makes it sound so here's how they describe it this bizarre incident happened when police got a call at 7:30 in the morning that staff from this tim hortons had fled outside because someone threw a live garter snake behind the counter police say two 20 year old men came into this tim hortons and were arguing with an employee about how their sandwiches were getting prepared specifically that they wanted diced onions now this argument escalated and one man reached into the other's jacket and pulled out a live garter snake and threw it behind the counter of course, this led to a lot of commotion. A manager told me there was a lot of screaming, people were really scared, and a lot of the staff flat out fled the restaurant. Now, once police arrived on the scene, they found the snake and discovered it wasn't poisonous. So while it was definitely scary for the staff, it didn't pose a big risk to their safety. Police located the two men nearby and they're facing charges of causing a disturbance and mischief. A representative from Tim Hortons said they're cooperating with the police investigation but can't comment on the incident. As for the police, they said they have certainly never seen anything like this before. They did, however, tweet out this picture this afternoon. This is Outlaw. This is the snake they found here, and they, of course, gave it that app name. They also mentioned that it wasn't hurt during this incident. Outlaw has been taken to a temporary home where he's going to live out the winter until he's released into the wild, where hopefully he won't run into any coffee shops. You see what I mean by they, they kind of have a light approach. They, they're kind of a, sort of making a joke about it. And the way they describe it happening is a um, like kind of a complaint sort of escalates when they want it diced onions. It escalates to the point of like a snake mm -hmm. being thrown. Uh, that's not at all what happened. Really what it was was these two buffoons go into the Tim Hortons and they're filming themselves just messing with the cash with the cashier and they're giving this like really long drawn out complicated order that um contradicts itself in all these different ways and eventually they throw a snake at her uh here's here's the actual clip of what happened from the people who actually filmed it uh it's pretty awful check this out i can't wait My, yeah, my sandwich. I want his, the same thing. He wants double bacon, but not as much bacon as mine. Okay. But I also want extra, so. Okay, so it's both of them with extra. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else, sir? 
Oh yes. I need extra bacon. Yeah, yeah, I got it already. And tomatoes. Yeah. Sliced and diced. <laughs> okay. Okay. Onion. A little bit of onion. Okay. There's lots of onion. Okay. Lots of onion. I'm gonna release my snake. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Awful, eh? Ugh. Ugh, the you could worst. to pay to put up with it. Like those people seem like the yeah. worst people. The, the idea of like the two of them just like mumbling and laughing at each and other. I think they're so like being so witty and so interesting and like outside the box. Like this is like Tom Green, you know, remember him? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. this uh -uh. is just uh, awful. Uh, this poor lady, like who has to put up with them, and she's yeah. And the also the idea of like coming that hard at. Basically bullying like a, a someone who's at work at this low end job. I just I felt awful for her, and these two people who they don't realize how pathetic they're being. And then to throw a snake Ugh. at someone while they're working for one, why do they have a snake in their jacket? Like it's uh, well, they probably it's a garden snake, right? So yeah, they, they probably it up found it somewhere, and they're probably doing a bunch of stuff with it all day. You know, huffing yeah. gas and and throwing snakes. I mean, that <laughs> sounds like what they probably do every day. Yeah. Um, I followed the story a little bit. They ended up, uh, they got in some, I think they got, they didn't go to prison. They got like a year of like communities uh, or of, um, they're, they're a lifetime ban from Tim Hortons. And then they had a year where they had to do some community service or something, like a very minor uh, yeah, punishment. Yeah, it's not going to really... These guys sound like they're so far gone that a year of community service is not going to... I'm sure they're going to bring snakes to wherever they have to serve the community <sighs> and probably throw snakes there. So. Yeah. Um, but, but, man, it just hearing that shocked me. And I think uh, hearing what actually happened and then heard the light take that the news reporter had kind of bothered me uh, i feel horrible for the person working that night and having to put up with these bozos but i think anyone who listens to this that works you know back shift uh, at mm -hmm. a tim hortons or a gas station or something they're probably thinking like aaron and jordan like that is like every second night we deal with so oh, i'd say like every night probably if you're working like a back shift at a gas station or a late night any late night place that serves food you know where drunks are going to be coming in like that's just constant you know um brutal throwing the snake kind of raises the bar a little bit that makes it that's a bit intense but in my search results for tim hortons plus the word incident that is not the only uh, obnoxious thing i've seen or heard of being mm -hmm. thrown at tim hortons staff uh in 2018 in langley bc an incident at a Tim Hortons coffee shop made international news as a result of uh, this involves something being thrown, but it also goes back to the what we talked about earlier with um, not being allowed to buy the buy the homeless man the, the coffee. This is kind yeah. of about how Tim Hortons reacts to people wanting access to their restaurant, uh, specifically access to their bathrooms in this case. 
if you don't know what happened in Langley in 2018, viewer discretion is a listener discretion is advised for this one. It's a doozy. The RCMP is investigating a disgusting attack on employees at a Tim Hortons in Langley tonight. And we should warn you right away, some viewers may find the details upsetting. CTV's Ben Milger reports on a dispute over the restaurant washroom that quickly got out of control. In this security video from a Langley City Tim Hortons on Monday, a woman can be seen arguing with staff. Suddenly, she unties the sweater around her waist and pulls her pants partway down. We are not showing what happens next as the woman defecates on the floor. She then throws the feces at staff. She also throws soiled napkins in their direction. Well, I'm kind of disgusted with it. It is what it is. It There's is a select few around here that are just like that. Tim Hortons says some of its restaurants, including this one, have a policy where only customers are allowed to use the restrooms. In this case, staff were trying to enforce that policy. In a statement, the restaurant chain says, our current understanding is that the team member used their discretion in this case and denied access to this guest based on past behavior and out of concern for the immediate safety of team members and guests in the restaurant. Outside the restaurant, opinion was mixed about whether non-customers should be allowed to use the bathrooms. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> it would be a handy thing. People just come in here and use the facilities and then, you know, leave it a mess, right? So right. that's been a bit of concern that they have with this place here, right? As for this video, you can see a staff member on the phone with police while the woman does her business. Langley RCMP caught up with her in the parking lot and say she was released and given a date to show up in court. It's now up to the Crown to decide if she will be charged with assault. Gonna let you handle that one, Aaron. What do you think of this? I love the... Um the reaction of one of the people they interviewed that was just like it is what it is <laughs> i guess he's right though it is exactly what it is she pooped and threw it at him well i get the kind of feeling that this person at the interview that said well it is what it is probably was anticipating that this was going to happen at some point because he's like they don't let just anybody use the bathroom here. They're very particular. One of these days, somebody's going to take a dump right on the floor and throw it at them. Uh, it happened. And it was caught on video. It's disturbing. It's shocking. Oh, and it was national news for... That was a big story when yeah, that happened. Yeah, it was all over the... When I was, I was trying to figure out what like eventually... Like the poop on the wall. It was all over the place. Ugh. I was trying to get to the bottom of what eventually came of it. I found articles of, about this from all over the world, but I could not find any updates other than like they found her. She was arrested. RCMP were looking at what charges would, there would be, but then like silence. I could not find mm -hmm. any information. So if anyone out there knows what came of this woman in this case, uh, I'd love to hear about it. It, it certainly it is criminal. And like so, if, if that was me working there, and that happened i would want like the book to be thrown at this person <laughs> but mm. um but people like with with news like the the incident is so shocking it would be shared far and wide but what plays out afterwards i guess not so much and maybe that's why i've been hadn't been able to find anything other than the initial reporting yeah. and this is one of those stories where i feel the context may be missing well, you know, like there could be a, a, I always thought as soon as I, when I saw this story first appear that 
there was some lead up to that incident that we didn't see. Well, you know? I, I, well, I'm sure there is, but when I think of it, when I, what I assume had happened is like people often will want to get into whether it be Tim Hortons or any kind of public washroom, especially when it's like a, a downtown kind of one, people want to get in the bathroom and a lot of coffee shops or whatever, they keep it locked and you got to go ask them to open it. And they do that because they don't want just people going in there and making a mess or using injection drugs, which is in some areas a big problem. I've been in a bathroom, a public bathroom recently. I took my kid in at a gas station. And when we go in and turn the light on, it was like this bright blue light. Uh-huh. And and I was like, what is up with this light? I thought it was just they put the like maybe a Halloween oh, bulb this light. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns yeah. out that that bulb is used because it makes it so that you can't, you can't see your see veins, vein. so you yeah. can't use injection drugs. I told my son, I said, I said, I think maybe they meant to put a regular bulb in and grab like a Christmas bulb or some weird thing like that. Yeah. But, well, I gotta say though, non-paying customers, right? Like mm-hmm. more non-customers, whatever we call them. You know, they're not the only ones doing damage to, to bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Paying customers are too. That's true. And the paying customers, especially like when it's a coffee shop where all you have to pay is maybe a dollar at the most to get a cookie or get a small coffee. Yeah, it's not a big uh, a, hurdle to it, get over. It's a pretty use. small price to pay to use a bathroom. So you're not really keeping out, you know, the S disturbers as we'll call them. Mm. But... Or the S throwers, the S throwers, uh, S Club Seven, but uh, anyway, um, I've been to bathrooms where I've you know have entered in after a paying customer has just left. Who I was at a Smitty's recently. Okay, and I got to tell you, I'll never look at a Smitty's bathroom the same way again. Oh God, it was awful. Okay, and it was a paying customer. <laughs> And it was a paying customer. Mm-hmm. And they destroyed that bathroom to the point where it was unrecognizable. And I had to use the bathroom really bad. But I just, I turned, I walked in, I saw it. And then I just turned around and walked away. And I said, no, I will not go to the bathroom here. That's disgusting. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was horrible. But in this case, I, with what happened in Langley, I think this this woman wanted to use the bathroom. They would not let her as not a paying customer. Maybe they recognized her as someone who comes in all the time because she's a local unhoused person or something like that. Whatever the case may be, they denied her entry to the bathroom. Uh, and this is what it led to. D- should Tim Hortons open their doors wide open to pu- the public for bathroom services i mean i've gone into tim hortons to use the bathroom without paying a bunch of times i have a bunch of times and and then with gas stations that's like a typical thing right like yeah yeah to me it's like don't ruffle the feathers you know don't don't poke the bear like just leave it alone the hassle that you deal with trying to enforce the rule is way more than the hassle you'll deal with you know trying to have a little extra cleanup in a bathroom which i don't think you would because i think again the paying customers are destroying your bathroom just as much as the non-paying customers are it's it's funny uh 
I, I, there was another story that I was going to include in this that I didn't include because of uh, it, it was so similar to the other stories and it didn't have a resolution as well. It involved another dispute over the bathroom where late at night, a woman went to the drive. I guess the way this Tim Hortons worked is they locked their doors at, say, I don't know, like just example, like 10 o'clock. And after that, it was only drive through. The woman went to the drive through window and asked, like, it's an emergency. Can I go in and use the bathroom? They wouldn't let her. And she ended up climbing into the window of the drive through and attacked the worker. And she was arrested mm-hmm. for assaulting the worker. And it was another bathroom dispute, which brought up the whole argument. How should Tim Hortons handle it? But I think, like I said at the beginning, people use, for better or worse, use Tim Hortons for, like, social kind of services. Well, they have so many locations that you almost have to take on that responsibility. Like if you're going to use up this much, this much real estate in a, in an area, which Tim Hortons does in every area, you know, mm-hmm. every, every third block, there's a Tim Hortons. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine if we and had... you have to allow people to use your bathroom regardless of the circumstances. Well, that makes me think like, should Canada monetize like homeless shelters and emergency services imagine if like if you think of how many tim hortons there are and the hours they they are open and um you know the amount of staff they have on hand imagine if canada had something like that for people in you know mental crisis or or like Mm -hmm. some kind of crisis and they were everywhere uh it would be amazing they just just find a way to monetize them and again just just let people use your bathroom Hmm. Uh, here's this, another story uh, that involves Tim's finding themselves at the heart of Canadian social problems. This involves a knife-wielding man in Sudbury who simply wants a coffee. Mm-hmm. Here's what's going on. It's too f***ing early for this shit. Move it! I was That's the f***ing like expect for the rest of the people in this but well, why Seriously? is everybody running Look off camera? Because you have a f***ing knife in your hand, you moron! Get why outside! Why do you need mace? Drop the mace! Drop the f***ing mace! Get outside! This is footage of the incident that forced Sudbury's downtown Tim Hortons location to temporarily close on May 25th. You're gonna get arrested! Jenna Ray was in line for her morning coffee when she said an aggressive man walked into the restaurant yelling and brandishing a knife. Ray says that the man was aggressively demanding that customers in the store buy him coffee and that multiple attempts were made by a number of customers to calm the man down and de-escalate the situation. According to Ray, one of the people trying to calm him down was a woman who was holding a can of bear spray. Ray said some people intervened and tried to get him to give up his knife by force. There was a big struggle and the bear spray was deployed. (laughs) Towards the end of the incident, a woman was on her knees being held down by the man with the knife. Hey, enough, enough! Leave her alone, please! Ray said several people were able to free his grip on her, and Ray brought the woman to the security guard at the Sudbury Transit Centre located next door. When Greater Sudbury police officers arrived on the scene, they found the man standing behind the counter, holding a large knife against the throat of a Tim Hortons employee. 
The officers told the man to drop the knife and release the employee, but the man ignored instructions and continued to use the employee as a shield. The employee was able to break free and officers immediately gained control of the man, removing the knife from his possession. A number of people were treated by EMS as a result of the incident. Both the man with the knife and the woman who deployed the bear spray were charged. The 31-year-old man was charged with hostage-taking, assault with a weapon, weapon dangerous, robbery, resist arrest, and numerous breaches. The 34-year-old woman was charged with administered noxious substance, possession of a weapon, and numerous breaches. Oh, when you Google Tim Hortons and the word incident, mm -hmm. you find stuff like that. That is a hell of an incident. Yeah, uh, that's about as incidenty as it gets. Yeah, the man appears to be deranged. In the whole thing, though, what is shocking is why did the woman get charged? The woman that's who the whole. Him? That's the biggest question I had was, I guess she just happened to have bear spray on her while she was in line at Tim Hortons? Well, looking at the video here, like if this is the kind of stuff that's happening, it uh, makes sense. I think I would, you know, I probably will carry bear spray from now on. Seems like it was yeah, a good yeah. thing she had and the bear spray. And some people carry bear spray, you know, maybe they're hikers, maybe they're, you know, maybe just for general protection. Maybe they're gone to Tim Hortons and Sudbury. Maybe they're just going to get a coffee and it's like, you know, this is just a, there's a lot of goats and knife wielding maniacs yeah. here. So. But, for, but for people who are listening and not watching, that, article like in the video you see a man without a shirt on holding a woman who's down on her hands and knees he has a huge knife in his hand she's covered up waiting for like him to start slashing at her at any moment i assume another woman walks up and sprays him in the face with bear mace yeah. it seems like you know a, a totally inappropriate thing to do although of course when you yeah. spray bear bear spray bear mace inside it's going to affect everybody in there people are going to run out of the building coughing and sneezing yeah but I, maybe but... the type of spray she wasn't allowed I, I got the impression from the charges that she was carrying like a almost like it's a concealed weapon or something yeah or the way they charged her uh i've tried to find it much like with some of the other stories i tried to get updates on what happened with these people i could yeah. find nothing i can only assume those charges were dropped against her I don't, I don't know oh I, I assume any lawyer that would take that on and be like this will be a piece of cake don't worry about it yeah like we'll take that trial by jury please because any jury i think yeah. would, would see this and be like thank god she had bear spray well yeah like, yeah thank god she had a legal bear spray and sprayed it indoors and you know affected everybody but especially the guy with the knife that was holding the woman down mm -hmm. over a coffee but i guess the idea of him wanting a coffee. But at any coffees. point in time, like, so this guy wanted a, someone to buy him a coffee. That's how this all started. Mm -hmm. But but and I think it's, it's, a knife it's certainly more than that. I bet you people who know this guy would be sure. like, else. yeah, it doesn't, it, they'd be like, it doesn't matter if you, I fell for this before. It doesn't matter if you buy him a coffee. He's going to take the knife out anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I, that's what I was wondering when I watched it. Like at any point in time, does someone think about maybe just buying him the coffee? Yeah. Like here's the two bucks. Get a coffee. Let's all get out of here. Put and the knife away. Get a coffee. Whatever cream, milk, sugar, whatever you want. Or the um, or the staff. Not to say the staff should have jumped over the counter and tried to restrain this guy, but shouldn't they have been like, "Buddy, we'll get you a coffee. Just put the knife down. You can have all the donuts you want." I would treat it like an armed robbery or something. Well, that's how. When, yeah, when you're being robbed, like say at a convenience store, they say just give them whatever they want. Yeah. and get them out of the store, right? Um, but in this uh, case, he, it, in any of the videos we see, he's not confronting the staff. He's confronting everybody in the lineup. 
Well, he wants them to buy him a coffee. Ay, ay, ay. So, a... like, once the knife comes out, I'd be like, yeah, I'll get you a coffee. It's not a big deal. But I'm sure, I mean, yeah, again, there's the context leading up to this before the record button is hit. How was this person acting and how how was it all playing out before someone started recording? Mm. Uh, um, but yeah, that is just th this whole thing. Uh, th hearing these stories play out one after another, does it change your perception of Tim Hortons or maybe this is no surprise My, to you? This is no surprise. My perception of Tim Hortons has always been extremely negative. Um, not always. You know, when I was young, I enjoyed what Tim Hortons used to be. I certainly do not enjoy what Tim Hortons has become. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a place uh, where actions like this happen all the time now. It's just mm -hmm. kind of what you expect in a lineup at Tim Hortons, I think. And uh, stick to the drive-through if you're going to dare, you know, mm, uh, buy a Tim Hortons product. The drive-throughs can be freaky too. I told you this story where the. Um woman jumped through the window we had the incident in Halifax where I'm living just two or three months ago. We talked about it on the show. The man who went through the drive-thru and exposed his genitals to the worker. Then they mm -hmm. had his photo up. They eventually found that guy and had him charged. Oh yeah. I remember that. Uh, and actually just this morning I had a weird little situation at a Tim Hortons drive-thru. That's because you go there every day. I know. I was going through with my kids and as we're in the drive-thru, it's kind of hard to say this verbally without showing you photos, but you're kind of driving along the side of the building and where the drive through window is just after that, the building kind of goes in a little bit where there's probably like an oil tank or something. There was a man kind of standing in there and he kept like peeking out, peeking around the building, watching me like pass things back and forth with the woman in the window, but he was just a couple feet away. So I was, I saw him and even my son in the back said like, dad what's that guy doing and he just looked like a demon or a goblin or something and i was thinking like maybe he's i didn't say this to my son but i was thinking maybe he's waiting for me to like drop change and he was gonna like grab it and run off or if i was passing a bill maybe he'd try to snatch it and take off or maybe he's just really weird and just kind of hiding out in this little nook and cranny in the tim hortons drive through but mm -hmm. needless to say i all i really did was took a picture and drove off <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's your duty as a you know a correspondent for Keep Canada Weird is to just snap a picture and run. Um, speaking of correspondence with Keep Canada Weird and covering breaking news in real time, a, a weird kind of news coincidence happened last week on this show. We talked about doing this about our attack on Tim Hortons, the reputation, and all they stand for. Very shortly after that, I got a text from you. It had a link. Let me read your exact words. You sent me a link to a news release, and then you said, we finally got them. They're going down. They messed with the wrong weirdos. Do you want to sum up anything about what you sent me, or do you want me to read this? I just give it a read. It's all yours. Here we go. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency is warning people not to use Tim Hortons brand chicken noodle soup base 
because it may contain insects. The product has been sold in Ontario and Alberta and is mainly used in restaurants and hotels. The soup base features best before dates up to and including October 20th. I had chicken noodle soup the other day from Tim's. Does this mean I've eaten bugs? No. Are you sure? You're okay. Uh, okay, thank you. I mean, that's good. Don't worry. It's good protein, though. Uh, Come on. Apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah, so I'm not really shocked to think that there's bugs in some of their food. I've seen bugs crawling on their food. Uh, you know, like when you go into Tim Hortons, there's mm-hmm. all the donuts and stuff with the glass over it, and you pick your donuts. Yeah. If you go in there on a summer day, you, it's not uncommon at all to see flies right, or right. maybe a hornet in there crawling. We're talking out. about, you know, in the can. You know, oh. like in the chicken broth, like soup base, so right, in be like... The, right in the soup itself, canned up. You open it up, you pour it into your bowl, and there it is. Bugs. Ugh. This is the only ones that we know about, though, well, that have I... come to light. You know, given the way Tim Hortons um, uses their licensing agreements, I wonder if Tim Hortons even made this, or if just some company had slapped. Well, this Tim is again, logo. yeah. This is the biggest issue that we have with Tim Hortons is that everything is third and fourth party produced you know and nothing is made kind of in the store anymore nothing is freshly prepared and it's just tim hortons is just you know is just dollar store discount garbage food now and in a brand that's be slow quickly becoming worthless a brand that is being sold to have its name slapped on ice cream cereal anything anybody yeah anybody who will let them put their name on something they they will do it i was at uh, value village the other day yesterday with my son and uh, when we were walking through the electronics area, he's like, whoa, look at this, dad. And it was a little like, you know, TV, DVD player in one, like something you would bring on your car or something. And it was Tim Hortons brand. It had a big Tim Hortons logo on it. And he's like, Tim Hortons what? makes this. And I was like, they make everything, son. Like they, they suck so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, master of none. Hello, listeners. Sorry to pull you out of the episode like this, but I want to take a moment and remind you of the benefits of a nighttime premium feed subscription. First of all, I release the episodes ad-free and two days early on the premium feed, which gives you the show quicker and a lot less painfully. Secondly, I maintain a full back catalog of nighttime episodes and countless hours of bonus content only on the premium feed. So to give you more of the show than any sane person would probably even want to listen to, The third thing, premium feed subscribers who do so annually get a discounted rate and receive a free swag pack by mail. Who doesn't love mail? And lastly, but hopefully most importantly, the premium feed will fund the creation of the show. My mics, my laptop, the little lights on my desk, it's all paid for by the combined efforts of the premium feed subscribers. So if any of this sounds good to you, for about the price of a cup of coffee, you can go premium right now at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. I want to thank you for considering it. Now, let's get back to the episode. Uh, There is one, well, actually, there's probably a few Tim Horton stories I enjoy, but I want to go out with what's probably my favorite one. Uh, I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit here. So I told you I did, um, a, a, I 
think maybe the 14th or 15th episode ever of Nighttime, I reached out to listeners to share with me interesting Tim Hortons related stories. And back then I focused more so just on Nova Scotia. So they were all Nova Scotian based. Uh, one of the people who contributed a story is a good friend of both of ours. He uh, And I want to share the story uh, that he shared back then in mm. probably 2016. I'm talking about our good friend and former drummer for the band Airport, Thomas. Mm. Excellent. Uh, do you know the story Thomas contributed? Did you I actually this? don't know the story, so oh, I'll be man. hearing it for the first time. It's so I, amazing. I mean, after I hear it, maybe I'll remember it, but... He, he may have told you about this before, but Thomas, um, how would you, for people who don't know Thomas, how would you describe his like character and personality? Nah, he's just unique. He's just talented and highly intelligent and just very unique. Painfully intelligent and, mm -hmm. uh, and horrifically unique. Yeah. In the most wonderful way. Thomas In the best is, way. Thomas is yeah. the kind of guy that it's like... He can't, there's nothing he could ever do simple. Anything he does ends up becoming interesting and complicated and deep. Uh, I'm not surprised to learn that a trip to Tim Hortons for Thomas ends up in being discussed on nighttime twice. So here's the story mm -hmm. Thomas shared. I had to kill some time before work. So what I would do is I would just go into the Timmy's and you know, get myself a coffee and a bagel or whatever and sit down and I'd wait maybe about, um, I think it was about maybe 45 minutes. So before I had to go off to my shift, which is very close, just a quick walk. Uh, you know, I did my usual ritual in the morning and, uh, I had, uh, I had received a new tablet and, um, I was, so I was still t tinkering with this tablet. It was the first tablet I've owned and I was, uh, intra you know, it's a bit different than a phone or whatever. So I was, Turning around with it and getting used to the the operating system, and uh, I had my headphones. I had some headphones, and I was uh, I grabbed the Wi-Fi at Tim Hortons there, and uh, and I was tinkering around Facebook and stuff. And uh, <laughs> a friend of mine put up this. Uh, he always puts up really interesting videos that you should you should check out. So what I did was I uh, you know I clicked on the video and I had it playing, and it and and the video said you know, this footage of this ship in rough waters will blow your mind or whatever, uh, which is, you know, you know, a lot of stuff like that is clickbait now. But anyway, his videos are specifically more interesting than usually all the, the rest of the garbage. So I was looking at it. It was very quiet and very, uh, very plain. It was very, you know, this ship, you know, like up and down. And, the, and I was staring at it and I was staring at it and staring at it. And I was like, what is what is with this video? And then suddenly it turned out to be one of those pop-up screamy face videos. Uh, the bugger got me and he got me really good because I'm sitting in Tim Hortons with these buds in my ears, silent as a church mouse. And suddenly this in my face and I shrieked like a, like a very, very serious, like, you know, fight or flight shriek in the middle of Tim Hortons. With no warning, everybody, you know, you know, did their spin around. And the thing I'll never forget was a lady that had been working there. One of the workers came around the counter because she didn't see what happened. She thought somebody had been hurt. She ran around the counter to, to ascertain, you know, what's the situation. She looked ready to do whatever needed to be done. It was incredible. <laughs> but I just spun around and I looked at her. And I pulled the earbuds into my ear. I said, it's nothing. I'm okay. I... 
it was just one of those, and I held up my tablet and I was waving it at her, and I said, it was just one of those screamy face videos, you know, on Facebook. And she looked at me, and I realized in that moment that this woman probably had no idea whatsoever what I was talking about. So I appeared to be very, uh, a crazy, like a crazy person. Uh, so what do you do? You just sort of sink back to your whatever, and you... <laughs> Just finish your coffee. <laughs> and that's it. But that happened. It was very embarrassing. And uh, now in retrospect, it's very funny. But that's that's uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> that's incredible, Thomas. Thanks for sharing that with me, buddy. You're most welcome. <laughs> Have you ever heard that story? No, no, I never I heard d- it. I know Thomas so well that I could picture that happening and mm-hmm. him being alone in there and everyone just being like, this guy is nuts. <laughs> But I also can see how it can happen. You know what he means by those? Like he calls it a screamy face video. But there was a yeah, period- I know. I I in when they first came out, I'd I'd fall for them a few times. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that was like a thing. That that clip that he sent me that you just heard that was from, I think probably 2018, 2017 ish in that area. And they, there was probably more of that stuff then. So hopefully people still get the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we did it here. I think we took a slice out of uh-huh. Tim Hortons. I think shareholders are probably scrambling right now to decide what to do. I think tomorrow morning the market's going to be a buzz when mm. we release this episode. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I think we need to every now and then, uh, you know, we cover a lot of weird stories around the country. Every now and then we need to shift focus to probably our most important task and that's taking down tim hortons completely Uh, but we could also like uh, in realizing the magic of putting the name of a business followed by the word incident in google like i realized we got a lot of power here we could probably take down any business like who should we come for for tim hortons incidents you all you have to do is go to their twitter because when i was there today um and you know how like at the top of a twitter profile you just have like tweets and media and like whatever so when you go to their tweets and replies, it's just all negative complaints about oh, Tim Hortons and them responding to it. Like, oh, we uh, we understand how they could be. Oh, frustrating. please message us privately about this. Hey, yeah, thank rather you, than customer, please message us privately about this. Yeah, one after over and over and over again. Yeah, I see that for uh, most businesses, their, their social, like their Twitter, especially. That's it. They're like they look for people complaining about them, and then they want you to DM them to talk about it rather than complaining publicly. And it's like, if you... yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's uh, the whole, like every, whoa. and it was so strange when I went to their Twitter, they do not get a lot of engagement on their, on their tweets at all. Like maybe 10 likes here, 30 likes there, mm. like a few comments, like it's really bad. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm if you think their surprised. food's bad, you should go to their Twitter and see how well, little people, except for complaining. Are you uh, suggesting that we look for people that are on Twitter that are complaining about Tim's that are getting a response from Tim's? Should we also respond to them and offer a counter venue to air their concern? Like you can DM Tim's and talk it out with them, but you can also DM us and come on the show because we yeah. would like to hear about the bad. Yeah, stories. don't go to Tim Horton's Twitter anymore. They're don't. not going to do anything. Come to us. No, yeah, come to us and air your grievances here because we'll actually listen and give you the platform that you deserve coming soon to keep Canada weird. Yeah, so just when you thought 
oh, you know, they're just going to do this one Tim Hortons episode to get it out of their system and then we can move on. No, no, we're rebranding. Uh, we're shifting focus <laughs> completely, 100% to just... Consumer affairs. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Do it. We can do this. That The Keep Canada Weird community and us together can do this. Let's make a difference. Let's take down Tim Hortons. They've Do something they've, good. They've stepped on us long enough and we're tired of it. We got to step am. on them back. We got to push back. Yeah, we got a venue. Their feet we got a platform off of us. for this. Push their golden shoes off of our withered bodies, and let's get back up on the street and let's let's take Tim Hortons down. We're done. We got them. All right. Well, let's start wrapping this up, Aaron. This was good to get this off our chests and get this out of our system, but. Yeah, we're just getting started. I think you've been pretty clear with that. Next week, we'll be back to our regular programming. I already have half an episode's worth of wild stories that played out in Canada this week. We'll take them plus whatever goes on next week. And next week, we'll be back with another mm -hmm. wild one before we return to Tim's. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until next time. Uh, Tim Hortons really bugs me. Amen to that, brother. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our Keep Canada Weird mandate. But let us also call out for even greater support from you on our mission. If something unusual happens in your town, let us know. And the best way to let us know is by sending a voice memo via nighttimepodcast.com. We both hope to hear from you. Now before we part here, let me give some thanks. Big thanks to Aaron for sharing another weird evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. Shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides this series intro and outro voiceovers. And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. And on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers of the premium feed. Canada's best fashion designer, Mandy, Kayleen, Jamie, and Caitlin, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it by way of a premium feed subscription, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, want to give feedback on the show, or contribute a voice memo to be aired in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more on my website, nighttimepodcast.com. Aaron and I hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. 
I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.